It's Power Broker Week at Pie Hard, and in today's episode, we meet Collingwood's billion-dollar man. We lift the veil on a group of mysterious magpie Illuminati. Should Pie Hard sponsor a player? We revisit a former president's grand vision for Victoria Park. And which player is a power broker in waiting? This is Pie Hard. Like the classic action movies of the 80s and 90s, the life of a pie-hard Collingwood supporter is full of blind courage, gratuitous violence and unrealistic expectations. Come join us as we uncover fresh new angles on Collingwood culture, news, footy and urban planning. This is Pie Hard. Looking at Collingwood today, it's hard to imagine that this was one of the toughest suburbs in Melbourne. I have a magpie tattooed in a certain spot. I wouldn't say it's the biggest magpie getting around. Out of control brawl outside a Collingwood pub. 60 years ago, it was lined with food factories. As gritty, grotty suburbs in prime locations turned into trendy hotspots. Once had five bounces, nearly get another one. He's the smartest guy on the team. You don't have too many to pick from. You've got to go back to Billy Graham at the MCG for an American to dominate like this. The bubbles bursting three decades of grand final wobbles. A weekend order by the club of 288,000 cans to be consumed. I'm in the surf. It's as close as you'll get to greatness, you peanut. Shut up. And welcome back to the fellow pie hearters, Chunky. Hey, hey. Al. Good to be here. And I'm Damo. It's good to be back. It was a party of calculated risks. A miniature theme park carousel set the scene for the 500 black tie guests as they arrived at the Art Deco Hall on Melbourne's St Kilda Road. Once inside, they were entertained by a fire eater, a snake charmer, and a mermaid in a bath atop an ornate table. As the drinks flowed, a burlesque stripper performed on stage. The theme, according to the invitation, was La Rouge Folly, a hedonistic playground. And Jeez. so it was, culminating in eight dancers performing a high-energy can-can before bending over to reveal their knickers, each bottom adorned with a letter, spelling out the name, Wayslits. Oh. <laughs> Is there a better way to launch the Power Broker episode of Pie Hard than that description? Uh, definitely not. What a scene. That's something out of a, you know, 1920s Hollywood film or something, right? It's definitely Baz Luhrmann vibes. Yeah. He's been described as Australia's Warren Buffett, a stock picker extraordinaire whose billion-dollar fortune includes property in New York, a private jet to whisk him to even the, uh, the farest JLT games. Private jet. And he pumps million dollars into the club every single year and is known for his uh, lavish soirees. Ah, oh, man, wouldn't you love it as a player? We go to Wastelets. We go to Wastelets' <laughs> place after the game on a Saturday night. Yes! I think Wastelets would love that as well, wouldn't oh, he? Oh, of course he would. He's been on the board for a while, I think over 20 years. Mm. Oh. Wow. Is he Batman? Is that who it is? <laughs> it's definitely a Batman vibe, isn't it? Magpie man. Yeah. So, to be clear, what is the role of Wastelets in regard to the Collingwood Football Club? I think he's the vice president. Is he? Yes. Wow. I think he's still very much on the board. So, Wastelets is an interesting man because he is he's a re- relation, or he was a relation, 
to the Pratt family, oh, the right. Vizzy fortune. Yep. I believe that's how he got his start in the stock picking game. Right. So a deep connection with the Carlton Football Club. Well, there's the synonymous uh, Pratt Cup each year, right? Is that every year or every... <laughs> they still do that. They still do it. Oh, isn't it the Pratt Cup this weekend? <laughs> I think it, it, might Pratt, be, yeah. yes, it might be, yeah. Or it is be. it the, the Cup. cancer one? Peter Mack. Is it the Peter Mack? I thought the cancer one was last week. I'm not sure. I thought that was Anzac Day, but I could be wrong. <laughs> You're just seeing frail old people and getting confused. So when I think of power brokers, I, I think of Carlton, and I think mm-hmm. in particular of the Pratt family. Sure. And my uh, research backed this hypothesis up. I had a look at the former ABR Rich List today, mm. which is now the Australian Financial Review Rich List. Right. Who have we got at number one? Uh, I would say Molly Meldrum. Anthony Pratt. Wow. And family. Now, not all the rich listers have and family attached, Mm -hmm. so that obviously means his brother, his uh, stepbrother. Wow, that's staggering. Chris Judd. Number three, we've got Gina Reinhart. Number five, Frank Lowy, who's obviously uh, highly esteemed in a different code. Number 10, James Packer. Yep. I reckon he's a rugby league bloke. Mm. He's a Sydney kind of type, isn't he? Oh, yeah. He probably owns, what, the Rabbitohs with Rusty or some shit like that. Polo, isn't he? Yeah, that's Maybe. true. Mm-hmm. Number 13, Kerry Stokes. We are, I reckon he goes for Sydney. Mm, mm-hmm. He's got that kind of Warwick Kappa 80s mo- mogul vibe. 17, Lindsay Fox. St Kilda. Mm. And jumping down to number 54, our very own oh, man. Alex Wastelitz. Wastelitz. I love that jump too. And number, eight, and number 54. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Worth $1.39 billion, so not oh, a laughing matter, Chunky. Oh, incredible. That's more money than I even know how to talk about. Started with $1 million. So just to rewind a bit, I mean, the description, Damo, at the start, was that a description of the Wastelitz ball? Where, where is it? It's at his Turak house. Yeah. So he opens the doors to his Turak mansion, so I've read. Gates. Every year. Wrought iron. Wrought iron to the Collingwood Football Club, who make a... A great sum of money by inviting all of their uh, major investors, shareholders, and uh, members. He offers up, you know, canapes and and drinks, use of the pool, um, you know, to the Collingwood Football Club. Incredible. Very generous. Yes, of course, Master Bruce. (laughs) Okay, so if we identify the Wastelitz Board as the primary ambition of the Pie Hard podcast to get an invite. That's all I want. How would we go about it? I mean, what, what kind of... Groups are we going to have to rub shoulders with? How what's, do we get noticed? What's your can-can like? Yeah. <laughs> what's your leg lift like? We I need think sav. that's probably our, our way in <laughs> at the moment. We need Sav to give us a few pointers right there. Make a damn fine uh, espresso martini. The thing about that's these true, masked yeah. balls, though, mm. is sometimes you can sneak in bemasked. Mm. Kubrick <laughs> like style. Like a good masquerade. Tom style. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Pies wide shut. <laughs> I think the only way we're getting in there, as you were suggesting before, is staff. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I did manage to find a couple of headlines. Mm. The Hun, masters masters of a good headline, the Herald Sun. I thought you were about to say Attila the Hun, but um, yeah, sorry, you go. Had this (laughs) gem of a headline. Billionaire Alex Wastelet's birthday bash gets sexy. And, of course, I tried to click through, and it was a paywall. Oh. Masterful hun, masterful hun. But I reckon it's important to put the word out to pie-hard listeners. If you or anyone you know has attended 
the waste lets ball. We want to hear from you. Oh, I don't care if you were there as a caterer, yep, as a late night dancer, or just as an Uber driver picking up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Alex's uh, friends after the do, but we'd love to hear about it, and we'll make the promise that this year, or whenever the next waste lets ball is, yep, we're gonna get in. I'm getting in. Pie Hard's getting, getting in. You guys in. We're all gonna be there. Well, I was over at Raheen yesterday. Um, <laughs> well, we're getting in there. Great. And I actually drove past uh, Raheen. And that is, you know, like in the days of your, when you're a strong establishment family, mm. the best way to show your wealth is by by having a mansion. And Raheen, boy, does that look like a mansion. I mean, the property, oh, the gardens. Beautiful. I mean, if they, do they have their own version of the Wastelets Ball? They do. It's more kind of Stephen Kernahan and the lads <laughs> in the pool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wonder if Kernahan's got the similar. Remember, there was the urban legend that Mariah Carey could open garage doors with her the high. Maybe Stephen Kernahan can do it with the low. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he can close it. Okay, I'm going to uh, mention a name here, and the first thought that comes into your mind, just just say it. Bring it on. Alan McAllister. Curse. Yep. There was a, there was a wishbone, wasn't it? There was. Oh, the there pointing, was. pointing of the, the bone. The pointing of the bone. Yep. Well, we never forgot that mm. because you don't mess with some things. No. Alan McAllister was a former president of the Collingwood Football Club. 80s to 90s, right? 80s to 90s. Early 90s, yeah. Mm. So he's actually known as the architect of the 1990 premiership. He was the one who bought Lee Matthews right. to the fold. Right. Um, but he was also known for another impressive, uh, you know, footnote on Collingwood's history. And it was billed as Collingwood's Graceland. Mm. It was a mecca for magpie fans consisting of a museum, restaurants, a gym, and toilet facilities. Oh, the toilets. Conceived by McAllister, it was intended to breathe new life into Victoria Park. I'm reading from a here, mm. and establish, establish it as the home of the Collingwood Football Club to decade, for decades to come. But with most grand visions from the 1980s, it fizzled out. Right. McAllister's mm-hmm. vision was to transform Victoria Park into Maggie Land. Wow. I didn't know this. A, it's effectively a precinct. Yeah. Um, a mecca. A hub. And it never happened. Well, they've got the barbecues. So they do. Uh, they have, yeah. They have a hot dog van on. Nationals. Yeah, they do. They've got some bike locks, you know, the stand things as well. They do. Mm. But had Maggie Land have come to fruition, right. what does it look like? Maybe the Lexus Centre would never, ever have existed. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. The major reason we left to go to Lexus Centre, or which is now the Holden Centre, I should say. Oh, exactly was because of the council and the Collingwood's relationship with the council, which was quite fractious. If I'm right, am I wrong? You remember in the early days that Eddie just seemed to go on his own merry way and do what he wanted. And yeah. he actually announced the Lexus Centre mm. to the news cameras. Mm. And I think the state government came out and said, no, that wasn't part of the deal. <laughs> <laughs> the naming rights, it's Olympic Park. Yeah, uh-huh. that's right. That was huge. <laughs> Researching the uh, Power Broker episode, right. I stumbled across 
a bunch of Collingwood supporter groups, coterie groups. Have you heard of that? Have you heard of those before? So apparently, these groups they are very well healed mm. uh, club supporters who who congregate on match days. Mm. Established in 1975, the Woodsmen are the official coterie group of the Collingwood Football Club. And keep in mind that coterie is another word for clique. I'm about to tell you exactly how exclusive. Right. If you wanted to be a diamond member mm. of the Woodsman mm. Coterie Club, you're looking at how much per month? Per month? 100 grand. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, maybe Collingwood doesn't get that exclusive. It's the diamond package, two and a half grand per month. Ooh. But keep in mind, this is what you get for your money. Four adult oh, okay. woodsman memberships. Good for Anthony Pratt and family. Premium yep. car parking. Reserve seating at Collingwood home games. Yep. Match day functions. Right. For four people. Including... Three-course gourmet meal, premium beer, wine, sparkling wine, spirits, soft drinks, half-time and after-game refreshments, which we know means party pies at half-time, which we love. Reserve seating for four of the away games, grand final tickets and final tickets if Collingwood are involved. Some people may be wondering if they can't afford two and a half grand a week to join an exclusive coterie group, how can you get involved in the club? Well, I did a bit of digging. And aside from being a normal member or a social club member or a Legends member, there are these things called player sponsorships, which oh. I think everyone will be aware of. But it's also a shady niche. Enterprise. In order to cost the different players that you're able to sponsor, yep. they have three brackets of players. Best oh. tiers, don't they? See, I've never agreed with these tiers. We have future players, mm. key players, and elite players. Wow. I'm going to throw a few names out there, and you've got to tell me. Okay. Is this name in the future player category, yep. the key player category, or are they an elite player? Right. Jamie Elliott. Key. Emerging. <laughs> well, it's not even a category. Future, you mean. Future. Future. Elite. Elite. Jamie okay. Elliott's listed as elite. Scott Pendlebury. Well, that's elite. That's elite. Travis Varco. Uh, I would... The middle one. Key. Elite. Elite. Okay, cool. I'm happy with it. Braden Sire. Emerging. Yes. Future. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Fasolo. <laughs> Emerging. Emerging. <laughs> Future. And, and by the way, he is still on the website, Alex Fasolo. Incredible. Alex. He's, list, he's listed as a key player. He should be discounted, surely. Keep player. Well, Jack, Jack Crisp. Key. Elite. Elite. Is he? Are they all just elite? Are there any key players? Jordan Degoe. Elite. Elite. Key. Oh, come <laughs> so, on. Collingwood Football Club, get your act together. Update this bloody sponsorship <laughs> table. We've got all kinds of business. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Surely key is reduced. So maybe we could bag a bargain here. Maybe I agree. we could get JDG, the snake, the thick-headed snake... Great. For 20, 20% off elite. Well, key players yeah. are worth 2800 This is our moment. Elite players are worth 3500 So JDG is still listed as a key player. Okay. Along with Alex Fasolo. What, what do you get out of this? Do they? Jared you... Blair. <laughs> Josh Smith. <laughs> ben Crocker. Josh Smith. The blonde-headed. 
So it hasn't been updated. But what do you actually get? What, the, what happens? You go hang out with them, you kick a footy with well, them? Well, that's or? a good question. What do you get Back if rub? you sponsor a player? You get recognition. Uh, you get hospitality and events. You get money can't buy experiences. Okay. This is all this trash on their website. <laughs> Uh, you get a breakfast at some point. At some Ooh. point, uh, with you sit next to your sponsored player, so I get a hungover footballer. <laughs> just I think. Sorry to interject, but I think a bigger selling point would be uh, your sponsored player is your date to the Wastelets Ball. Mm. Now you talk. Now you talk. And who would you like take? A prom. Who would you take? That's a very good question. It depends if you're after a a wild night out or something a bit more refined. So playing for the Collingwood Football Club is up there with the uh, Boston Consulting Group in terms of, or Harvard, actually, in terms of breeding the next generation of uh, elite business CEOs. Yeah. Jimmy Clement, James Clement, um, the master and commander in the back line, currently operates an ag business in Fremantle, I believe. Right. Mm. Um, dealing in frozen prawns. Um, mm. fish hatchery type goods, nice. managing director and CEO as far as his LinkedIn statement goes. Is that right? Not very surprising. No, not at all. Uh, Loves fish on, in, many ways, in the prawn industries. <laughs> Master. So who of the current crop of players is mm. the next CEO in waiting, the next James Clement? Is, is there anyone? I, I know of a man. <laughs> Go, on. Know of a man. <laughs> Go on. He's got a brother... The same club that James Clement was from at the moment. I think he is a Melbourne boy, both the two of them. He was, almost went to Sydney at the end of last season. Oh, wouldn't that have been a bad mistake? Oh, imagine it. And then him and... This is why he's a CEO, because he has foresight. Yep. He can see things before they happen. That's right. Sydney currently on the bottom of the ladder. I'm thinking of Langdon. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say Andrew Schwabel. <laughs> Langdon, Tom Langdon. <laughs> Love seafood. Loves Let it. me read this. Eggsy seafood. If you love seafood, that's a precursor to great things because you've got to be able to afford it. Let, <laughs> let me read this. Does this sound like the pedigree of a future CEO? This is not Tom Langdon, by the way. An entrepreneurial Henry Joseph Langdon set sail from London with his wife and young son in 1852. Settling in Melbourne during the gold rush fever, he bought champagne, brandy and chocolate supplies with him before founding an enduring specialist food import business soon afterwards. The company is still going strong today, some 165 years later, Incredible. and still held in the same family after five generations. Think of any food item on your supermarket shelves. Give us... Chutney. Chutney. A um, coconut cream. Coconut cream. If it is made in Australia, then it is more than likely that its basic ingredients came via Langdon... Ingredients. Incredible. Isn't that remarkable? What ingredients? <laughs> I think that's the name of the... Co- I'm not sure. That's no, Langdon. Langdon Ingredients. The name, the official name of Chris Langdon. Uh, Chris Langdon's uh, his old man. Right. CEO of Langdon Ingredients. Wow. Specialty Ingredients. Not to be confused with Chris Langford. No, Langford. Right. Yes. Who this dealt is... in another tropical spice. Yeah, exactly. Over in Perth. They came to the sword, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, modern-day spice merchant. Oh, boy, yep. he was fiery. Fiery. Chili, I meant by that. Ah, uh, good. Um, just to clarify. Another one, uh, Tom Langdon, yes, but another one I thought mm. uh, who has the pedigree of a CEO yep. 
uh, founded a popular variety store chain called Dis and Dat in Kew. <sighs> Do you know this one? I know this one. self-made man. Alan Didak. The Croatian sensation. Now, Dis and Dat is a discount variety store that specialises in party supplies, uh, cutlery, balloons, knickknacks. It's your common run-of-the-mill discount variety store. There's money in balloons. Everyone loves a party, right? Everyone's there all the time. Well, not everyone has a party, but some people have a very big party. Mm-hmm. Or a ball, if you will. Ah, so he's got the contract. So he, we, we assume he has the contract. For, of course, uh, he does. The wasteland's ball. What's our takeaway from the Power Broker podcast? For me, there's two takeouts. The first one is we want to get to the wasteland's ball. So Alex, if you're listening, please, please. help us out. Please. The second takeout is we want to become members of the Woodsman. Yep. So if anyone from the Woodsman is listening. Um, at Pie Hard Podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you mm. uh, and discuss terms uh, mm. and whether there's some kind of afterpay payment plan mm. at the, yes. that we could maybe negotiate based on the $2,500 a month. Or contra, like or for contra, like. Or contra, like for like, exactly. Marketing, marketing mouse. mouse. Yep. Yes. Great. Yep. Very good. Well, my takeaway is that if you love prawns, your life can go one of two ways. You can be the lieutenant... Dan, direction, <laughs> lose your legs in Vietnam, or you can be the Jimmy Clement direction, take over the world and become an esteemed power broker. Okay, so it's no coincidence that we're, you know, power broker week mm-hmm. just happens to fall upon Saturday's game, which is Carlton v Collingwood. In the last decade, who, which Carlton players has the Collingwood Football Club pinched? Uh, yeah, I know this. There was one. Ah, this is going exactly as I planned. Wow, There's that yeah. one guy. He was on the list. I think he went. There was something to do with a car. He keyed a car recently in the in the courts or something, didn't he? Oh, just give me one. Heat Scotland's another one. Oh yes, Scotland. Well, that's yeah, the other way. Yeah, but you're right. Um, oh yeah, one, give me one. I know the guy. I can way. see him. I just one. I can see him on the field. Give I just can't one. remember his name. He was not never that good. Oh, I don't think I can think of one. I've got you here. This is a good one. This Gee is whiz, I can't think of one Carlton player to come to the light side. Okay, so I'll give you two names. Right. Says he was a lot star of, of the VFL side, Collingwood VFL side, obviously. Um, not Jordan Degoe. Jordan Russell. Jordan Russell. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah, I'll give you a clue for the second one. Top 10 draft pick. He was. Says a lot about the draft. I'm going to say he was pick three. Something crazy like that. Wow. Oh, jeez. Pick 33, did you say? Mm. I think he played one good game for us. Now, the other... So this is... I think he joined the club in 2007. So we we don't do this often, to be honest. No. To be completely frank with you. Yeah. Rare. I think this is what this segment's proving. Yeah. Uh, Ended up... uh, as an NFL punter. Ah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, maybe, 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 Chunky, you sit this one out and I'll see if Al. Chris Bryan. Yes, mm. correct. Good good guy. I had a beer with him once. Nice guy. Uh, before or after he um, launched his NFL career? Before. He was seemed pretty frustrated at Collingwood. I think he was on the outer with um, 
a certain Malthouse. Well, he played a couple of big finals. Yeah, particularly that game... 2007, 2009, was it? The West Coast one, was it? Decent hoof on him, but yeah. very agricultural. Yeah. Went to the ground, I remember, quite, quite regularly. Played for the Pittsburgh Buccaneers or Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think. I also read the other day that the punters get the lowest wage... <laughs> In the NFL, which makes sense. But I was thinking that Saverio Roca, as they said, Mm. was getting tens of millions, but probably not. Uh, Quick thoughts ahead of the Carlton game. What are you expecting? Two or three bullet points, go. Cox in, Adams out. Big, interesting forward line. I think they'll squash them all in the top line and we'll expose them that way. Well, interesting period coming up. You know, if, if we accept uh, that we'll have, at some stage, Cox returning, Maine returning, Aish returning, potentially Daniel Wells coming in. Chunky would like to see Isaac Quainall coming in at some stage. I mean, mean, we've got some real selection headaches, which, as everyone knows, is a good problem to have. This week, look, let's be honest, it's going to be one-sided, but Carlton will give a good account of their, themselves for a half. Mm. Yeah, they'll fire up. Carlton gets up for the oh. big games against Collingwood, like New Year's Eve, Y2K. Oh, man, oh, forget that it. Game. I've, I've never forgotten that game. Was that 99 points? It was a blowout. Oh, and yeah. Favola, the worst thing about that game was Favola That's came out post and said he had three bourbons and two cheeseburgers <laughs> before the game. Yeah. He banished kicked, us by 100 points. Kicked 10 goals or something, didn't he? Oh, something like that, nine. Jeez. I mean, no one was watching. That was the only reprieve. That's but. right. What a weird thing. Imagine New Year's Eve. What a concept. Let's go to the footy. <laughs> well, these days, these days, weird. a New Year's Eve AFL game would be catastrophe for the three-vote system. 